0: Hi, hello, welcome to another episode of Isaiah's Newsstand It's your host, Isaiah Edwards The date is June 27th, 2023 Hopefully this episode finds you well, in good spirits, and high hopes As for me, I am doing pretty good on the overall um <clears throat> excuse me excuse me I'm blah. um definitely just having one of those days because i, I kind of mentioned it early like the other day where i was like oh yeah i'm feeling like i'm getting bigger like but, and you know like i feel like if anyone who has kind of weight issues and problem, like you are very in tune with your body on that stuff i think right like you just know it's like yeah i, I don't want to say something off i'm just like i'm plumper i know it and sure enough i got my ass on that scale. And I was five pounds plus, And I was so upset. I was so upset. I mean, granted, this has been like, what, months since I've weighed myself. And um, I was just so in the weeds about that all day. It kind of like permeated some of my conversations, which is uh, either better or worse. You know, it, sometimes, though, it is nice to like, you know, talk about this to my friends and stuff like that. That's That is a nice thing about having like a network of people that is very digital. I, I will say that. Uh, but man, yeah, it's been mentally kicking my ass a little bit, but I've been thinking I'm like, all right, let's not wallow in it. That's no good. That's not useful. Uh, let's, let's be proactive. So I think I'm gonna, and I don't want to go to like the masochistic route. Cause that never works for me. Like at best I do a week of like restrictions that are very harsh and regimented and it's like, Oh, okay. I won't eat this and I won't do that. And then I'm just like, I'm going to be back on that like sooner or later, if I like deprive myself of treats, I- I'll just explode. So at the same time, like I-, I know that there's always a compromise. there's always a budgeting that you can kind of do with yourself that hopefully will help because like I know i've I've had some moments of progress where I have lost weight and I'm hoping to kind of like maybe cue into that again. maybe we're hope fingers crossed, but um yeah, I'm gonna hopefully try to like, drink a little bit less you know as in like you know give myself a little bit of like a beer stipend instead of just like drink what you want do what you want like just like how about one a day you know a cowboy shot a day like something like that um and uh less you know less treats you know just less snacks you know as much as i i'm digging those coffee brewed m ms you know i'm I'm gonna try to abstain you know things like that and i think another killer for me lately you know, and, and this is very easy because I've just been fucking talking about my food. I eat all the goddamn time. It's like the pizza, the pizza Friday is like Domino's is like putting me in the grave right now. Um, and I'm letting them, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I got to come up with some like variations for my weekend in general. Cause I, I just pig out, you know, I'm just, I'm just like a dog off the leash, you know? And you know, Baja man could not catch me i'm just eating everything and anything (laughs) so yeah these are things i'm I'm ruminating on um i'm tossing uh as uh the food corner is pretty non-existent i I had not to say that you know uh, I'm i'm not i'm not starving myself but you know i'm a cook after this i had uh what did we eat Some uh, Cheetos, Cheetos puffs, which and that's another thing, too. I I do think that's a big crux for me is I I never eat healthy snacks. I just eat less. Um, That's kind of the best dieting I can do for myself. I can add some like lettuce here and there, things of that nature. Um, But it's hard. You know, I'm living rough. I'm living hard. (laughs) I'm sorry. All right. Uh, But thank you for, for listening to me uh you know this is the personal aspect i maybe there are some people who do tune in for this and and for a way i obviously hope so you know i hope both aspects of my project appeal to you the the personal aspect of like hey this is a guy i I know i'm getting to know you know if you're a new first-time listener hi hi what's up what's what's going on i'm fat (laughs) but um you know also then the new stuff where i try to tackle things that are way above my goddamn pay grade but you know there are issues that are happening all around us and i i like talking about it to someone anyone you know even if there's just this microphone you know you me whatever, whatever you know that's that's what we're doing here that's that's the operation Ooh. ooh, 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 wee. Oh, man. All right, and we're back. <laughs> Our first news story is uh, from CNN. Prosecutor says there's insufficient evidence for murder charge against woman arrested and shooting of a black mother who knocked on her door. So this is an update on <clears throat> the murder of uh, Jake A.J. Owens, uh, Susan Lorenz, um, and I kind of got debated here when I initially caught wind of this story, I thought that they were just going to drop charges, and, you know, I read things like a head ass. I'm, you know, not the smartest sometimes, I catch these things on the fly, you know, via little push notifications, so I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe Florida really fucking went and did this shit. But granted, when I got to it and I, and I read, you know, through this article, though I'm not happy about a manslaughter charge, um, I, I accept it. We've talked about this before. When it comes, obviously, I'm no fucking lawyer. I'm just a trash guy, whatever. But I, from what I've kind of gathered and understand, I I, I can get a prosecutor being in a situation going, look, I want to get a conviction. I want to get a W. That is what I'm fucking here for. Granted, you know, some are fucked up and corrupt and they will go out of their way sometimes if a person is a different color. Um, but that being said, overall, the, the, the mentality for prosecutor is to get a win. So, yeah, they could charge for murder. And I think for me, if you're putting me in the budget ass fucking, you know, lawyer suit, I'm gonna go for that. That's what I want. I'm gonna go for goddamn blood. I if I can prove it in my mind, I'm gonna go for that. But a prosecutor is like, can I prove this to a jury? Is a jury of twelve fucking people gonna convict on these charges within these bounds? You know. So, though I feel like a man, like you know, a count of manslaughter uh, with a firearm and one count of assault, it's light for what happened. You know, just a quick rundown of of the events uh owens's kids were playing and lorence there was a ipad that was left out i guess on the street it might have been in her yard or just in her way she picks it up she gets very angry she's very belligerent and she winds up going over to the kids and taking like the skateboard and just throwing it at them I believe that the skateboard was, like, the kids or something like that. Just yelling at them about playing in her yard or playing whatever. And she goes inside. The kids, uh, one of the kids getting hit by the skateboard, goes inside, tells her mom. The mom goes and knocks on the door. Now, there has been run-ins between these neighbors. And, um... I guess, uh, Susan was not playing any fucking games, and she's like, I'm just gonna blast, I'm just gonna start fucking blasting, I'm not even gonna open the door, and, um, Owens was shot and, uh, murdered, so that is why it's upsetting that there aren't actual murder charges, so don't get me wrong, as much as I am calling it quote-unquote clickbait or whatever, like, it, it's frustrating nonetheless, like, I can't say that enough. But, um, I do hope that this is a slam dunk, that at least the prosecution can at least guide this one fucking in, and, um, yeah, like, at least we can say that there's some kind of justice here, um, for whatever that's fucking worth. Um, she could face up to 30 years in prison if convicted, so, you know, there's that. Like I said, time is time. Uh, At the end of the day, no amount of time is gonna bring back uh, you know, a mother, a friend, you know, it's, it's very frustrating that, and not to mention too, the fact that they literally just like looked at the situation on hand and then there was no charges pressed until people came out, like it was damn near about a week, um, but yeah, I mean, shit's fucked up, but I wanted to give an update there, um, and that being said, these are still felonies. You know, like I said, I, like I said, I do hope that they she just at least gets <laughs> the full extent of this. You feel me? Um, we can go move along though. And these next two are um, Supreme Court uh, news stuff. So obviously, if you're not a big fan, I completely understand. Uh, and I gotta say too that some of this shit, especially in the second half of this article, the second article here the third, I guess, in the line, it gets a little bit deep for me. Like, we are talking about, like, a lot of just, like, hey, we are talking about an issue at hand, but when we get into it, we're almost, like, talking fucking legal philosophy. And I fucking hate that shit, man. Like, this shit is supposed to be so black and white, but, like, the extent that some people, these people go to fight something that just seems so plainly, like, you're either doing the right thing or the wrong thing. Anyway, let's get into it. Uh, The first article is the Associated Press... Supreme Court unfreezes Louisiana redistricting case that could boost Black voting power before 2024. And then um, from the Hill, Supreme Court hands defeat to North Carolina GOP and election law clash. So the first one um, is a Supreme Court ruling over unfreezing... um, Uh, Let me just read. Let's just read. Let's lean on the article here. (laughs) The Supreme Court on Monday lifted its hold on a Louisiana political remap case, increasing the likelihood that the Republican dominated state will have to redraw boundary lines to create a second mostly black congressional district. Uh, for more than a year, there has been a legal battle over the GOP-drawn political boundaries with a federal judge, Democratic Governor John Bell Edwards, and opponents saying that the map is unfair and discriminates against black voters. Uh, the map, which was used in Louisiana's November congressional election, has white majorities in five of the six districts, all currently held by Republicans. This is despite black people accounting for one third of the state's population, another mostly black district could deliver another congressional seat to Democrats. So obviously, this is a lot of politics to fight over. This is why the issue of gerrymandering is a thing. Um, And I mean, it's something that we've talked about a decent amount on this podcast. I do try to talk about how that is such a pivotal thing in a state to state level and then how that just affects things for you obviously in a local sense but then in a ma- like in a ma- like macro major sense when we're voting for you know our presidents and how it can just feel like your voice is just literally getting drowned out somehow and this is a big reason on why and you know both sides are going to fight for their you know political existence but to me it is very fucked up when you have a group of people who are literally being silenced and cut out literally cut out like they took a map and just said no you guys are really like with these people and it's like no we're not we're our own group like what are you talking about we're all here like let us vote and speak the way that we should and republicans will go through heaven and hell to defend these kind of maps and um you know, this is why this whole case came to the Supreme Court, but it it is surprising that we have, yet again, a supermajority that is conservative, they have these quote-unquote moderate parts that are making these kind of moves to say, well, maybe we should step back from the ledge, maybe this isn't okay, and um, that is interesting, right? I I do think that's important, because I think these are these, like, pivotal big cases um, and for them to like be mild as this supermajority is like surprising to some, um, obviously to me, I think this is a good thing. I'm happy to hear it because I hate the idea of, der- of gerrymandering. At the end of the day though, I do also hate that Democrats like will block themselves in ways. And it's like the thing I, I understand and respect about this whole fucking, you know, game, if you want to call it that is that republicans and and, you know conservatives whatever they know it's at stake so bending the rules is whatever to them like they don't care and they will appeal to their constituents like most base fucking feelings and desires because at the end of the day it keeps them elected and it's quote-unquote giving them what they want right like that helps them sleep at night at the end of the day and when it comes to democrats you just never see them go for blood. And then when you do, it's just like the weirdest kind of shit and just feels performative. And then you will also just have people just like, oh, no, we're actually going to go by the law. And it's like, bro, what is happening here? Y'all are just, it's a comedy of errors. Like, as much as I despise what conservatives do, you at least have to respect the technique sometimes. They, they do well with the massive amount of money that they are given. We're kind of getting the weeds here. I know. I'm sorry. I'm ranting. Whatever. But, um... It is a cool thing to see a dub here. Um, and then kind of getting to the other part of this article, I'm just kind of breezing through here. Um, with the North Carolina part, we will read a little bit. Um, in a 6-3 decision from the Supreme Court on Tuesday, um, it rejected a bid to give state legislator, state legislators legislatures uh, sweeping authority in drawing congressional maps and regulating federal elections declining to endorse the so-called independent state legislature legislature theory saying this out loud is not as easy as i thought um once again you know we are talking about uh a, just a switch in what you would think it would be and seeing a six to three decision is just very major now it was gorsuch alito and uh clarence thomas who were the dissenting they were the three against um but the majority opinion was just like, look, this is too far. You're giving state legislature too much power if you allow this theory to be concrete. Um, which more or less from the conservative lens is just saying, okay, buddy, cool theory, but it's way too wild. Scale it back, come back to me, and maybe I'll say yes. Um, which I think is smart, Um from the people that you are electing to be your quote-unquote moderate conservatives because it's something that it gets brought up a lot by commentators, podcasters, whatever. I think everyone realizes that you kind of screwed the pooch. It is the dog catching the fucking car situation with Roe v. Wade. Like, the Supreme Court doing that was very massive. It had such a big blowback. Like, and I think the the rails kind of fell off a bit. And I think that really is affecting how this year has been. Um, it, it just it feels more mild than it should be. You know, we were expecting more heavy-handed shit. And, I mean, there might be more SCOTUS talk down the pipe, as much as I fucking hate talking about them. And plus, there's no fun pictures, you know what I mean? Like, that ruins it, having to run, give you guys the same pictures over and over and over again. How fucking boring, you know? But, um... Yeah, I mean, at the same time, this is big news. Um, I kind of wanted to get into Clarence Thomas's opinion, but I kind of fucking don't. (laughs) Like, he goes into, like, you know, this defense about how, like, mute this whole conversation is, yada, yada, yada. But now that I've gotten here, I really don't want to get into it. You know, essentially, he was just being the most anti-person in the room. Um, I guess we can read a little bit here. Uh, Republicans retook control of North Carolina's top court in the midterm elections and overruled the underlying decision known as harper one the high court was effectively hearing an appeal of a ruling that uh sorry i lost my internet reset or something whoopsie um but essentially this harper ruling wasn't a thing but it was still a matter of conversation and um on the record show sorry i got it back the records show that harper one finally decided the elections clause question the judgment in that case continues to bind the parties before us and the 2021 congressional maps would again take effect in north carolina were we to reverse accordingly we have the jurisdiction and that was according to roberts in his opinion um so you know a lot of legal yada 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 bullshit i don't want to stay in the weeds there But once again, very two, you know, interesting um, rulings for the Supreme Court. I'm happy to hear both. I would love to see more rulings like that. But you you just never know with SCOTUS You never know what they're going to fucking give you. So I'm I'm just trying to give you the news that I get. (laughs) How about that? Um, We got one more thing to cover. Um, I was initially going to give you guys a COVID scam update. Uh, but then I just kind of felt like this is just a bigger number. Nothing has changed here. Like, uh, it didn't sound too much different than what I've already kind of said. I've already kind of made that foible before. So, like, let's not do it again. You know, so, like, yeah, $200 billion, COVID. Goddamn. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, you know, we do better next pandemic, no? Uh, shit, what do I say next pandemic? Like, we're not still getting fucking variations of COVID. But anyway, that's a, that's another conversation for another day. That's what I said. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Ooh-wee. From the Associated Press. World News. Hollywood mogul acknowledges gifts to Netanyahu may have been excessive in second day of testimony. So this this treat fell in my lap, and I said, COVID what? COVID what, teen? Like, I, I just didn't care. I, I wanted to talk about this. Um, we've talked about Netanyahu before. We've talked about Israel. Obviously, that's that's big news. That shit happens. We're talking about that conflict. We're talking about those issues. We're trying to tackle that shit. Um, but Netanyahu... You know, part of what I would feel is his big motivation as a lot of these kind of populist kind of guys is they wind up getting so embroiled and lost in the fucking sauce that, like, yeah, they got to fight for their fucking lives because people are coming for them on every way they can. And, yeah, like, you're you're being corrupt. You're doing grimy shit, dog. Like, like, could you at least not be the worst politician along the way, along with saying the worst kind of shit and doing the worst kind of shit? And he's like, nah. But, um... This is just uh, an interesting insight to me. So I was like, hey, let's talk about the things I've learned today. (laughs) A billionaire Hollywood mogul took the stand for a second day on Monday in Benjamin Netanyahu's corruption trial, acknowledging that the long list of champagne, cigars, and jewelry he systematically gave to the Israeli prime minister may have been excessive. Excuse me. Yeah, that may have been a bit much. And, and I found, and I got to give the AP credit here. They gave me a good lead up here. Like, the, I was like, oh, you got to tell me more. You got to tell me more. Because something you're not telling me. And they, and they lay it out for me. It, it's great. But um, Arnon M- Milchan, whose production credits include Pretty Woman, 12 Years a Slave, and Bohemian, Bohemian Rhapsody, is a key witness in one of three cases brought against Netanyahu prosecutors are trying to prove that Netanyahu committed fraud and a breach of trust now um I guess the way these um like part of this trial worked in the way like Milshan um like was testifying it's via a video conference and then I guess at some point too they did like a like I don't want to say a deposition I'm probably using the wrong word but essentially um prosecution and then, also, which I kind of felt was weird, but, like Netanyahu's wife came, and like they like interviewed him and talked to him, and like got his side of the story and things of that nature, like how things happen, you know what like I guess like more or less timeline, whatever, and it was also ordered that um Netanyahu's wife could not look at him and could not talk to him, not speak. She was just there to witness what had happened. To be like, yo, this is all on the level with the transcripts and everything, I guess. I don't know. Um, but essentially, it, it's kind of a turnaround story because it's like, wait, why did um, you give him all the Like, why did you curry all this favor? And initially, as I'm reading this story, I'm like, maybe he's just like a guy who like really is believing in the cause. Like, he believes in Israel. He believes in his home. Like... He just wants to support his guy, who's Benjamin Netanyahu, who's prime minister. He's a leader. Like, you just want to, like, give and give and you give. But even me, I'm like, I'm not buying my own copium here. Like, I don't get this. This doesn't make sense. But, um, they, they, they he was giving so many gifts. This was so common. They were, like, giving code words to the shit. So, like, cigars were known as leaves. Champagne was known as Roses. And then luxury dress shirts were known as dwarves. How do you say that in a sentence? So the so the seven dwarves came in. How do you like them? Like, I can't imagine that conversation. Just tell me you got me some shirts, dog. Just, just full breach here. What are you doing? Um, but it's so funny because obviously he's just giving and giving and giving, right? And then the police come knocking and he's all of a sudden understanding like, Oh my gosh! Maybe you're right. Maybe I am giving too much, and he, and he goes out of his way too to add, I've given so much, and like I haven't gotten anything in return, and 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 that's when I go, and that's in another like you know Metal Gear Solid uh, uh, exclamation mark, what? like that just pops up like no. No, come on, man. You're a well, you're, you're, you're a smart guy, right? You, you're part of the movie. Come on, mm, come on. You're, you're grifting yourself? That, that's weird. That's weird to say this, to say this to the cop. Something's not right. It smells fishy. Um, but according to the indictment against Netanyahu, Milshan gave Netanyahu and his wife a supply line. Damn, they're saying a supply line of lavish gifts, gifts, Uh, Valued at nearly $200,000, the indictment accuses Netanyahu of using his influential influential perch to assist Milshan to secure a U.S. visa extension by drawing on his diplomatic contacts, including former U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry. And I go, got it. Now I understand. Now I get it. At the end of the day, this man is like, yes, I'm going to grease some wheels with some leaves, with some dwarves. Okay, I'm going to do some Hobbit talk, I guess. This is weird. But he's going to he's going to do some greasing, do some pumping. And when he needs a favor, BB's got him. BB's got him. And um, which is it's kind of sad here. Because this is sadly to me, when I really look at it, I'm not a Netanyahu guy. But this is a story of fake friends. Like, at the end of the day, Netanyahu didn't ask for this. You came to him. You started greasing him up. And Netanyahu does deliver. Like, he gets a chance to, I believe, um, I think Netanyahu says, like, okay, I'll try. You know, I'll make it happen for you. Um, You have to sit down, I think, like, with dinner with him or something like that. And, um, let me just read. Let's just read some more. What am I doing? What am I doing here? Milshon testified Monday that he had turned to Netanyahu and others for help about the visa extension. He said Kerry called him one day and met him at a hotel. So that was actually like him and John Kerry meeting. So it's like, what do you mean you didn't get anything, dog? Like you got an actual political meeting from a guy from the U.S. (laughs) That's, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, describing Kerry as a good friend. He said that Carrie cannot help. Um, Oh, no. Gosh, I I am misinterpreting this. My bad. I'm doing that live. Whoopsie. Um, He said Carrie called him one day and met with him at the hotel. Describing Carrie as a good friend, he said that Carrie uh, cannot help. I don't know. I'm maybe in the weeds here, but whatever. It didn't work out for him. And um, it's fake friends for betraying your dude who came through for you. That is the long short here. Um, uh, Let's see uh is there anything else I really wanted to talk here no that's it that's all I got um I thank you so much for tuning in and um let me get to the shill part I do have to do that sometimes most days patreon.com so as I say a news if you'd like to help out support the effort um you do get a shout out once a month that's for my newsies I say anything on the podcast also plug whatever project thing you're doing and then also free ways to hit me up facebook.com slash Isaiah news also let's see facebook twitter instagram um that that's pretty much it um thank you so much for tuning in I know this is kind of a scuffed ending here kind of botching it not sticking it give it a four out of ten <laughs> But, um, I thank you so much for tuning in. I thank you so much for being a friend and hopefully I see you soon for some more good news. I love you. Bye. Bye. Mwah.